when I find myself in times of trouble, <laughs> Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Say it with me. Let it be. Let it be. In the hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. There will be an answer. Let it be. Let it be. If John the baptizer laid it on us last week, Mary plops it right in our lap. You talk about two great preachers. Last week, the word of preparation, make it straight. Straight to the Lord. The rough made smooth, the crooked straightened out. The high brought low. Mary's going to repeat John's sermon there. The blow brought high. There's a Christmas wish list that Mary gives us this morning. The first thing on that list is a world. A world that justifies the Lord. In that kind of world, we see it only through our imagination. A holy imagination, not the proud imagination that Mary says will be scattered to the ends of the earth. But in that holy imagination... All the consolidations of the proud will be deconsolidated. All the concentrations of the proud and the haughty will be decentralized in Austin, in Washington, in Moscow, and everywhere else. Everybody that thinks God died and put them in charge, God's going to scatter. And not only that, but wealth will be distributed. The rich will be sent empty away. The hungry will be filled. You know why the rich are going to be sent away empty? Because they got something God wants them to have already. Enough. Enough. Talked about that last night, Mark. And not only a world that justifies the Lord, but a life that, glorif that glorifies the Lord. The glory of the Lord is shining all around. We can kind of sense a little bit of that light this morning, can't we? These hymns, these beautiful sights, these incredible children, the fellowship of each other. And if we look and squint our eyes, even in this old dark world, we can spot a little bit of glory shining right here on Chicago Avenue. What do you know? Don't you want a life that glorifies God? You ain't got to sound like the preacher going around spouting it, but that's what you want. It's on your Christmas wish list. It's why you showed up here this morning to get some clues about how to live a life from what you are singing, what you are hearing, what you are reading in these immortal, eternal words that allows you to glorify God. 
First of all, you've got to receive God's favor. Mary did, and we have to also. God ain't mad at you. If you don't ever hear anything that the preacher ever says, hear that. God is pleased with you. And when you entered the waters of baptism, the heavens opened for you too. And there was a voice ringing from on high. You are my girl. You are my boy. And I am well pleased in you. You receive the favor of God, which allows you to serve the purpose of God. Nothing's impossible with this God. I know you can't see it. It's not something that squares with your mathematics, with your empirical analysis, what you can see and taste and touch and smell. We enter into an alternative universe, don't we? But nothing is impossible with this God. It's what, well, it's what the message tells us today. And that's why we celebrate all these things that are biologically impossible at Christmas. Because when the Holy Spirit comes over you, all things of this flesh and this world grow strangely dim. And the light of that glory shines. And you serve the purpose of God. And you work the word of God. Let it be according to the word of the Lord. And a soul that magnifies the Lord. That makes the Lord's voice louder. And makes the Lord's presence bigger. That's why I want to hang out with you. Because you're a magnifying glass for the Lord. And I look in your face and I see a presence of transcendence that's big and bold and beautiful. And Mary uses these words. What is, what is that magnification? It is joy. It is blessing. It is favor. It is mercy. Come all, come all of you. By sin oppressed, there's mercy in the Lord. And he will give you rest by trusting in his word. And so this Christmas, we receive this message from this preacher, Mary. Who tells us that we can have a life that glorifies God. We don't have to live in this small little plane of pettiness. We ain't got to be that professional athlete or that politician or that preacher who is always clamoring for adulation and adoration and wanting applause and spiking the ball in the end zone. We're going to see some of that this afternoon, aren't we? 
That's not the way we, that's not the way we're destined to live. We can be sons and daughters of God. And have a soul that magnifies the Lord. I want to be a magnifying glass for that kind of joy, that kind of purpose, that kind of mercy, that kind of blessing. And you do too. That's your Christmas wish. And a world that justifies, that makes the field level for everybody. And we enter into that world. Early in my ministry, I was completely overwhelmed. Uh, I didn't really know how to do this job. I'm not sure I know how now, Pat, but I really didn't then. Okay? And I would suffer periodic bouts of depression because there was you know I had to make this announcement that I didn't have the integrity in my life to make I didn't know beans when the sacks open and all this aspiration and all this impossibility and all this you know alternative world that Passages like what Lucy just read announce. And I'm seeing this comparative analysis between what the scripture says and what my life, you know, lived. And it drug me down into a hole. I had finished the Christmas Eve service this particular year. I was going home to see my mom and daddy. This was early in my ministry. I had gotten to the... Uh, DFW airport, you know, in order to go to heaven, you got to go through DFW airport, right? And so I was there. It was Christmas Day, and the airport was empty. I don't know if that's the case today, but uh, 35 years ago, the airport was empty. And I found myself being the only person at the gate. The only person. And I had something like a three or four hour layover, because that's the way it works on you know, Christmas Day, and I'm there, and I've got, I remember all this as if it happened yesterday, you'll know why in a minute, and I've kind of have my head in my hands like this, it's Christmas Day, and a young woman comes and sits down right beside me. Now I think she's hitting on me. But that never happened, so I crossed that off the list. She had multiple packages in her arms. I remember that. And they were, I was, my first thought was, how on earth is she going to get on the airplane with all these packages? I didn't know how that worked. But she struck up a conversation with me. What do you do? Well, I'm a preacher. I thought that would handle any flirtation, you know. <laughs> And she said, oh, tell me about it. And she was so engaging in the tone of her voice and the content of her questions that I sort of opened up with her. 
And I started sharing with her, you can do that with a stranger sometimes, can't you? That you're never going to see again. And I sort of unpacked for her all of this burden and all of this unmet expectation and all of this uh, lack of confidence and, you know, this impossible task that, that I had been given. And here's what she said to me. She stood up. And she sort of addressed me. And she said, it's going to be okay. She said, your church is going to be okay. And your ministry is going to be okay. And it's going to be okay. And y'all, God as my witness... That young woman picked up her packages and said, Merry Christmas. And I watched her walk down the concourse until she was out of sight. An angel of the Lord visited me on Christmas. When I find myself In times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. And she did. And it is. And it will be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all the people of God said, Amen. Amen. What a grand thing to be invited by God into all this impossibility, this beautiful world. But we are. And we receive that favor and that invitation in our hearts. We affirm our faith by singing a joyous hymn in response to the Word of God as we stand and sing. Good Christians all rejoice with heart and soul and voice Give ye heed to what we say Jesus Christ is born today Oxen ass before him now, and he is in the manger now. Christ is born today, Christ is born today. Good Christians all rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye need not fear the grave, Jesus Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all to gain his everlasting hope. Christ was born to save, Christ was born to save. You'll join me in prayer this morning. God, most gracious and merciful, This morning we pause to give thanks for the gift of this day and all that you have created. We also are thankful for this body of believers and ask for your forgiveness, for your guidance, and for your blessing. 
At this season, we are thankful for your most precious gift, Jesus of Nazareth. We rejoice. Unto us the Son is given, the Prince of Peace. We pray that the peace of Christ spreads throughout the world. Now as we bring forth our offerings, may we find the joy of giving, giving of your time, of your talent, and of your money. In Jesus' name, amen.
beautiful. Just beautiful. My goodness gracious, we got the best music of any church in Christendom. Do I hear an amen, Pat? Amen. It is so true. Wow. Um, y'all, a couple of things are on my heart before we have the benediction. Um, I've got a few minutes to give you a Christmas greeting as you're led, a hug and a handshake and a smile. That's your ministry to me. I always love that. Um, I don't know. Sometimes when I hear the preacher, I just want to go touch her, touch him. I want to shake his hand, give her a hug. I don't know. Maybe you feel that way. Some don't feel like you have to at all. Uh, but if that's your thing, it certainly is my thing. That's what I want you to know. And then I'm going to get in my Buick and I'm going to hightail it back to Fort Worth where we are having our 5.30 Christmas Eve service at Bread Fellowship. And uh, that's our annual uh, tradition. And, and I'll join Jana in my little congregation of about 20 people. And uh, one of, I'll, you know, I need to tell you all more about Bread Fellowship. We're in our 15th year now. You're thinking, holy cow, preacher, if you don't have any more than 20 people after 15 years, you ain't doing very good. And, uh, but that's, that's what the Lord has for us. Uh, I have a note that I received from Margaret Randall. And uh, Margaret Randall evidently is the leader of the Eta Delta Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. Now there's a Greek lesson for you. We continue to thank God. Second B. We continue to thank God for your very generous donation and the more than 100 dresses your church donated to us so that we can serve those less fortunate than us. The Bible teaches us it is more blessed to give than to receive. Your blessing gave us the opportunity to demonstrate that. Our prayer is that you will continue to serve the community and help others as they serve. Merry Christmas, Margaret Randall. I love that. I don't have any idea what she's talking about, <laughs> but I absolutely love that. Um, I will not be here next Sunday. Uh, Brother Tim is going to be the preacher for the morning. Excuse me. Stephanie's going to be the preacher. Uh, but you're going to be here too. Fantastic. And um, my goodness, I guess there's a lot of headlines I'm missing. Uh, but I'm glad Stephanie's going to be the preacher. And I'll be with you on the uh, 6th. Or is it the 7th or the 6th? 7th. Good. I'll be back for the first Sunday of the new year. See, here's what I want to say. We're making our way through this time, y'all. And it ain't perfect, and everybody's got a different pace, and there's still grief and loss, and there's still pain. That's okay. Look, God came in a feeding trough. It was cold. Everybody was poor. The Romans were a... We got it good compared to them. But we're making our way through it, and it's going to be okay We've got a search committee formed. It's a good committee, strong, solid committee 
of good, stable, wise people. And God has a pastor for us. And it's going to happen in God's good time. And the pastors who have left us, God has a plan for them too. And that plan is already unfolding in a good and productive and positive way. And so I want us to just draw a deep breath and remember that nothing is impossible with God.